0: Oh boy, what's up, what's this, it's all the hoopla, oh, Rod, are you, are you holding up in there? I don't know if my folks can hear me, Rod, holding up the sign, what does that say, 600, 600 what, this is our 600th podcast, oh my god, okay, well now I get all the, all this happy, uh, joyous music. Wow, this is really our 600th podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Harlan Highway Podcast. I'm Harlan Williams. We're 600 deep. What a celebration. And and to do it, uh, I think we have Samuel E. Quelk coming by the studio today to read some romantic summer letters. Uh, we're going to talk about a really deadly, sad story. I don't know if you've heard these stories about people leaving their kids and their Pets in hot cars in the middle of the summer. Well, wait to hear what I left in a hot car. Could have been a disaster. Also, uh, this this war in the Middle East is heating up. Iraq. We got the Palestinians. We got uh, ISIS. We got uh, Israel. So Major Tom Dowdy from Camp Pendleton is going to be here to help us sort it all out and give us his assessment, his military expertise. It's going to be good. It's the six hundred episode of the Harlan Highway. You're listening to Harlan Williams.
1: Harlan, funny stuff, bro, funny stuff. Keep it coming, later. How long have you had this job? Long enough.
0: He's fine as long as
1: he gets his medication. He doesn't get his medications. He's not fine. Right. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway. You're a groovy boy. I'd
0: like to strap you on sometime. The Harland Highway. You're all going to experience intense mental, physical strength. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway Show. Don't let me do it. I'll
1: do it, I swear to God. Don't be such a fucking pussy. You're new around here, ain't you? What's your name? You're listening to Harland Williams. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Mm
0: Jeez, there they are! There they are—the new, uh, the new titles, the new intro for the Harland Highway. Why? Well, it's a big day, ladies and snirgleblargins. Uh does the number six hundred ring a bell? Hello? Yeah, that's right. This is episode six hundred. Holy jumpin' crabgrass! That's a lot of friggin' podcasting, man. That's like hours and days and months and years of time. Woo! Uh, Thank you all for uh, riding along with me on the Holland Highway. It's been so, it's so much fun. Oh, oh baby, it's so fun. I like the way you ride along the Holland Highway. Oh baby, yeah. Oh, just keep doing that. Let's go get some catfish later or something. Mm-mm. Um, so uh, kind of a milestone. Um, really, uh, really a fun time we've been having here. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us for 600 freaking episodes of the Harlan Highway. Now let's get to the show. Um. Have you heard these stories about people leaving their kids in the car and the kids die? They leave their kids out in the heat. Will they go into Home Depot or go into uh, buy groceries or go into have a rendezvous at the Motel 6? We'll leave the light on for you. Or people leaving their dogs in the cars and, and they die. It's like It's like putting your kids in an oven, man. Or putting your pet in an oven, they just start to roast in there. They're like rotisserie children. So it's horrific, and guess what? It happened to me the other day. This is horrific. Uh, Because, you know, for single guys like me that don't have kids, you know, I I think a lot of you can relate to this. Your cell phone is your kid. So I pull into Home Depot the other day, And I left my cell phone, my iPhone, on the front seat of the car with the windows rolled up. And the sun was coming in, and I don't know what went on in that car while I was cruising through the nice air-conditioned hallways of Home Depot. In fact, I I even went down a row where they're selling air conditioners just to rub salt in the wound... Not only only was I, uh, you know, in air-conditioned heaven, I was viewing air conditioners. So I go back out to my my car after a little uh, while in the Home Depot. And there's my phone sitting there. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God someone didn't smash the window and steal it. That was my first thought. And then I get in the car and I thought, well, I better check my messages and stuff. I pick up my iPhone, my little baby. My little baby boy or my little baby girl, whatever I'm in the mood for that day. Maybe one day it's little Danny and the next day it's little Samantha. I don't know. It's just, all I know is my baby. Okay? So I pick it up. I, tur- I turn it on. And instead of like all my icons coming up and all the stuff I'm used to seeing, this this screen fills up and it says Temperature. And there's a thermostat on the screen. It's all black. It's up for a thermostat and the, and the uh, the red, the mercury in the thermostat is like almost at the very top. And it says iPhone needs to cool down before you can use it. And I'm like, "Oh my god." Oh my god, I hope there's no cops around. Can you imagine a like four or five squad cars pull up? Stop. You up my car. Yeah, so when you're on a road, you're leaving, you're leaving your child in the car unattended. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, we were on a got you're leave your child in the car unattended. It uh, could have boiled to death, it yeah, could have melted. I'm sorry, what are you saying? Yeah, you left your, your, you yeah, you your child in your car unattended, you could have melted and boiled him. I left my child in my car unattended. I could have melted him or boiled him. That's right, sir. Is that an iPhone, child? Yes, this is Samantha. Oh, looks a lot like a Danny to me. No, it's Samantha today. Thank you, sir. You're under arrest. You're going to jail, and you're going to burn in hell. So here's my phone. It won't start. It won't fire up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I picked it up. Holy crap. It was boiling hot. I felt like I should have rushed to a massage parlor and said, excuse me, can I get the hot stone massage treatment, please? Yeah, but don't worry about your hot stones. I brought my iPhone. It's ready to explode. I mean, this phone was very, very hot to the touch. Like, I couldn't really hold it. I thought if I had a little mini portable coffee maker or even a little frying pan and a couple of eggs, I probably could have done a cookout. On the back of my iPhone, so I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! And I now I'm panicking. I'm thinking, is this thing gonna fry? Is this thing gonna... Yeah, you, know, you hear these stories about iPhones and cell phones and computers blowing up. I'm like, okay, when's it gonna go? And I'm like, I better cool this puppy down. I better cool my little baby down. So I blast the air conditioner, and I put my phone right up against the uh, the vent. Shh. There, there, Samantha. It's okay. Relax, Billy. Relax. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why am I holding this this, this hot cell waffle phone in my hands? It's going to blow my fingers off. So now I'm getting scared and I put it down for a minute. And I'm like, ah, it should be okay. So I pick it up again. And I'm cooling my phone down as I drive up against the air conditioner vent. And surprisingly, it cooled down pretty fast. Like, it cooled down real fast. But then I was worried, you know, sometimes, you know, like on a bridge, they've got those uh, perforations perforations in in the uh, asphalt and the concrete. There's like these little openings because, you know, materials expand and contract, metal and wood expand and contract in the heat and the cold. And then I thought, uh-oh, my bo- what if I'm putting my boiling cell phone up to a uh, source of cold and there's going to be some instantaneous expanding and contracting and they, they, they kind of rip each other apart and I tear my, my iPhone to pieces. Oh, what a dilemma. I should have been arrested. I should have been arrested for uh cell phone negligence. So just be warned, a warning to all of you out there. Be careful. Don't leave your little precious baby out in the uh out in the uh in the heat. Make sure to crack the windows so your cell phone can yeah, get I'm some fresh air. Phone, and uh And uh, be careful. Wear gloves. Don't burn your fingers. Okay, let's uh, move on. Um, You know, it's summertime, and uh, every uh, summer we have this guy uh, come in, and I guess according to our producers, Roger, you know this, he's some kind of I question it. I'm sorry, but he's some kind of eloquent uh, author, poet, writer. He's a wordsmith and apparently specializes in the field of romance writing. And every summer, you know, because a lot of people experience summer romances, we uh, we have this guy in, Samuel E. Quauk, comes in and, and reads some of his romantic letters. And I'm a little... I'm not convinced they're that romantic, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not the guy that says who gets on the show. I wish I was. So without further ado, um, let's bring him in here. Roger, is he out there? Come on in. Samuel E. Quelk, how are you, sir? Very, very good. Thank you very much. Okay, um, so it's summertime. Quite obviously, yes. Okay, well, I'm just... Yes. Okay. I'm here to read some romantic letters. Yes, I just said that in the intro. May I proceed, please? Well, I was going to give you a little setup. I don't know what needs to be set up for a romantic letter. A romantic letter is a romantic letter. Well, okay, pardon me, Samuel E. Quauk. You are pardoned, sir. I didn't mean it for real. Do you mind if I read, please? Oh, well, excuse me. I've already excused you. Do you mind if I read, please, my romantic letters? Go ahead. God, attitude. Thank you very much. My dearest Belinda, I'll never forget it was a hot summer afternoon. We were traipsing through a field full of wheat in the countryside birds fluttering about insects filling the air and billowy clouds peeking the heads over the horizon the sun beamed down on us a slight summer breeze tickled our noses and as we trekked along in the merry summer heat we stumbled across a set of railroad tracks in the distance we could hear the locomotive chugging along, straining to cut through the long, long miles that it had to traverse. And in an instant I had a wonderful romantic idea that we take pennies from my pocket and place them on the train track and sit and giggle and be amused when the train came by and flattened the pennies out. As the train chugged ever closer, I placed my penny on the track. And as the train chugged closer yet, you put your penny down. But alas, you had a wonderful frock on with long, frilly sleeves ruffled at the ends by your wrists. And somehow the fabric got caught in the end of one of the railroad spikes. And you had the most horrible time having a tug-of-war with your sleeve, trying to pull it away before the train came. And the train yet came closer and closer closer still, and you strained and screamed, and your your pink skin turning red, the veins in your forehead protruding as you began to fill with fear and panic. You pulled and tugged the fabric, the cotton on your dress, your sleeve not giving any leeway, and the train inches from your arm. You screamed a horrible high-pitched scream, and then like an automobile running over a skunk or a raccoon. The train rolled right across your arm and severed your arm. I remember you jumping backwards, a steady stream of blood spurting from your severed nub, your arm laying in the tracks, thrashing around, the penny still in the fingertips. You reeled backwards. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 guy. Do you mind, please? I'm reading. Now, I don't know what you're reading, guy, but that is, like, vile. I'm sorry. Y- 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 she puts a penny down on the track, her sleeve gets caught, and the train cleaves her arm off? Do you mind if I read my own story without your input, please? I hope this gets a little uh, more romantic, guy. Because this is making me a little queasy. Do you mind, please? Fine, go ahead, Samuel E. Quauk. Thank you very much. Well, go. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. I'll never forget as you stumbled backwards through the thick wheat, unbeknownst to us there was a fox's den in the middle of the field you took three or four steps backwards and actually fell into the fox's den one of the cuddly little creatures ran up and stared with you with an astonished face well the other five foxes in the den glared at you with yellow and red eyes apparently they'd been infected with the rabies virus as you struggled to get out of the foxes, Daniel, spurting nubs sprayed the rabid foxes with blood, infuriating them even further, causing their rabies to accelerate. And in the blink of an eye, as you looked at me with a desperate face, five rabid foxes attacked your face, nipping at your flesh, ripping chunks of garbagey flesh off your face, and... <laughs> And me just standing there, helpless to get in the way in fear of getting rabies. The fox is sinking their fangs into your throat and your chest, ripping... Excuse me! Excuse me, sir? Yes, excuse me, sir! Come on, guy! I'm sorry if you don't have any romance in your life, sir, but I, for one, do... This is not romantic. This is grisly. I'll ask you to keep your opinions to yourself. Clearly, you don't have a woman in your life. This is just, this better get better real quick, guy, because this is off the rails. Do you mind if I proceed, please? Hurry up. Get it over with, psycho. Do you mind, sir? Hurry up. God, you're freaking... You're like Hannibal Lecter's sister, Hannah Lecter. Do you mind with the name-calling's are? Hurry up, Qualk! Finally, you were able to get up out of the foxhole, one of the pups still hanging on your left breath, its, it's, it's fangs stuck into your nipple, and you charged through the field thrashing and wailing your squirting arm nub still spouting into the air like the blowhole of a whale and as you twirled and thrashed through the wheat suddenly over the ridge a herd of wild bison in the middle of a furious stampede came crashing over the horizon line you right in their path, their sturdy thick hooves crushing you underneath them rolling you like a finely rolled piece of fresh dough on a baker's kneading board. You were rolled through the wheat, your ribs cracking, your cheekbones being crushed, your legs snapping backwards, your hold on, guy! That's it! Get out of here! I'm not finished, sir. I don't care, I feel sick. Get the hell out of here, Qualk! And as you f- tried to struggle to your feet as the buffalo ran away, a giant bolt of lightning came out of the sky and made your legs explode. Charbroiled nubs thrashing <laughs> in the sky. Your knees nowhere to be found. Get out of here, that's it. <laughs> Get out of here, quauk Do you mind? I do mind. Get him out, Roger. Sick fuck. Excuse me, sir. You heard me quack out. God, Roger. I don't know what to say, folks. I'm I'm sorry. I feel very, very ill. That was disgusting. Romantic letter, my hairy Asian ass cheeks. You know, that guy can just go suck a Reese Witherspoon sandwich, is what he can do. I think I'd like that, sir. Get out of here! All right, let's. This guy's done. I'm moving on to the next topic, Roger. Let's go, sicko. I really enjoyed her Pretty in Pink movies. So wonderful and so. Get out! Wow, you know, Raj, I don't know what to say. We're we're at six hundred episodes, and we still got guys like this coming on. Really, boy, oh boy! If we could just have someone real that that wasn't out of their mind, is that is that doable? Just to get someone a little. Little more real. That's not out of their mind. Well, we have someone on the line. Who is it? Oh, okay. This guy's not bad. This guy's real. Uh, Major Tom Dowdy, the, the the military guy. Yeah, there's all this new stuff going on in the Middle East and everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let let's put that. That might be just the ticket. Yeah, put him through. Okay, this is good, ladies and gentlemen. I've this this is a pick me up. we had this idiot reading uh, romance letters but now we have someone uh, who's really got his head in the real world. uh major tom Dowdy. he's a uh ex-military man, works uh works down at Camp Pendlington. uh I guess he still circulates uh in the military. uh he's a major from the uh the army and uh he's going to talk to us about the unfolding issues happening, uh, in the Middle East, uh, Major, uh, Tom Dowdy, are you there, sir? Uh, sir, Major Tom, are, are you there, sir?
1: Uh, yes, go ahead, please, this is Major Tom Doughty.
0: Yeah, y- yes, sir, uh, Major, uh, good to have you back, uh, on the podcast.
1: Uh, that's an affirmative, sir, that is a affirmative, we have a go, we have a go for the podcast, go ahead.
0: Uh, okay, uh, sir, uh, Listen, uh, this, uh, this whole Middle East is just heating up.
1: Heating up like a Vietnam skirt steak, sir.
0: Um, a Vietnam skirt steak.
1: That is an affirmative. We have a go on that, sir.
0: Okay. Um, well, we've got the, uh, the uh, ISIS problem in Iraq. They're uh, slowly starting to overtake and besiege all these uh, Iraqi cities. They're, uh, I hear they're 60 miles uh, from Baghdad. Uh, we have the uh, Palestinians and the Israelis uh, firing rockets at each other. It's just uh, coming off at the hinges, uh, Major uh, uh, Tom Dowdy.
1: Yeah, that's Major Colonel Tom Dowdy, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, Major uh, Colonel.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, listen here. Uh... Boy, oh boy, there is a lot of stuff going down in the Middle East, and uh, I got to tell you, uh, when I was in Vietnam, and I was crawling through the underbrush, okay, I was crawling around in the underbrush, covered in mud, up to my tit flaps, okay?
0: Uh, Tit flaps, sir?
1: That's right. You heard me, civilian. I was crawling through that Vietnam, man. Vietnamese. Vietnam. Vietnamese. V-
0: v- Vietnamese.
1: Vietnamese mud. Like a pig rolling in a caramel corn shitter, okay? I was crawling around, covered in fucking ants. And I don't know if you've ever come face to face with a Chinese scorpion. A Chinese
0: Sir, are you okay?
1: Yes, it's just I get emotional. I don't know if you've ever come... Sir? Have you ever...
0: Sir, are you okay, sir? Have you ever come face-to-face? Sir, sir, are you okay? (laughs) Sir? (laughs) Sir, I... Have we got a bad line here, Roger? I feel like he's cutting in and out. He's trying to say something, and I don't know what it is. what he's still there okay well I, this is i I don't hear him he's cutting in and out all right i let let me get back to him uh um uh,
1: Major Tom. What I'm asking you is if you ever come face-to-face with a Chinese scorpion in the middle of the jungle.
0: Uh, no, sir, I've never even been in the jungle.
1: Well, let me tell you something. When you've been through the i I've been through, okay...
0: Sir, what is that hissing noise?
1: That's my uh, Agent Orange Long. I picked that up in Vietnam. But uh, let me get back to my
0: point. Yes, sir, if you wouldn't mind.
1: What's that supposed to mean, civilian?
0: No, I just mean it felt like you were getting a little off track right there.
1: Well, well, well. Look at you. <sighs> Sitting there in your plush little studio and your office depot chair and your staples computer table. <sighs> And I spent four fucking years in Vietnam, crawling through the jungle with fucking sea scorpions and fucking Vietnamese fucking monkey eels and all kinds of crap. And you're telling me that you're...
0: Sir, if we could stay on track here, please. we, were, I believe we were talking about
1: the Middle East. That's right, exactly. Uh, I'm telling you what. President Obama has ordered some military strikes from the air, and these are precision strikes. Uh, We are not going through any sovereign airspace. We are coming off the aircraft carriers out in the Mediterranean Sea, okay? And we are flying over Iraqi airspace, and they are dropping, they are dropping, they are dropping the big boys.
0: What do you mean the big boys?
1: you know what I mean, civilian The big boys
0: uh not sure what the big boys are, sir.
1: The big boys are the big fucking bunker buster bombs that if you were sitting in your shit house at your long cabin. <laughs> Halfway through pinching one off, one of these motherfuckers would come right through the roof and wipe your ass for you. Do you know what I mean, civilian?
0: Okay, sir. Sir, sir, sir.
1: And what we got to do is we got to get behind the president of the United States of America, and he's got to go in. And he's got to stop the momentum. You hear know what I'm saying? He's got to stop the momentum because these people—if you don't cut the tail off the snake, the heads gonna eat the baby pig.
0: I'm sorry, sir. Could could you explain that?
1: If you don't cut the tail off the snake, okay, the head is gonna eat the baby pig. Um. Uh, Are you fucking getting me here, civilian?
0: Sir, if you could just cut the language down a little.
1: Well, look at you telling me how to speak. You think I cut the language down when I was in a POW camp in Vietnam when they were serving me dirty river water with twelve grains of rice? <laughs> When a fucking cockroach crawling up the wall tasted like a T-bone steak at Denny's. I'll tell you what kind of language I'll use, you little fuck, okay? Until you've been strapped down to a bamboo bed and whipped with sugar cane all night and had hot water drizzled on your fucking eyebrows fucking bamboo shoots shoved right under your fucking toenails so it felt like someone was fucking hammering fucking copper wire right through your fucking veins okay buddy boy Until you've been a POW, you can just go fucking suck a fucking Steven Tyler from Aerosmith sandwich, okay? You can fucking kneel down, buddy boy, and suck Nelly Furtado's fucking magic slippers, you dirty fucking...
0: Sir! I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa! If we could, can we cut to the let's let's get out of the ISIS stuff in Iraq. Okay, sir, that's an affirmative. Why don't we switch gears and and and, and what the 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 conflict in in Israel and the with the Palestinians? This has been going on forever and ever. Is this ever going to be resolved? It seems like it's it's just a comedy. Uh, not even of errors. It's just a, it's just a tragic comedy. It's not even a comedy. It's a sad, sad, sad drama.
1: I'll tell you what it is. It's a fucking sad, sad war movie, is what it
0: is. You know, I think I agree with you there. That that might have been what I should have said.
1: It's a sad, sad war movie where there's no winners. Okay, nobody crawls out of the trenches in this story steps out of their tanks nobody washes the ancient orange off their burned flesh the way I did when I fucking crawled I'm talking have you ever seen a fucking snail crawling around in your garden just slithering all over your fucking cucumbers and your fucking tomatoes and leaving that fucking shit trail all over your fucking vegetables well that's what I did I crawled my greasy ass right out of the Vietnamese jungle.
0: <laughs> Sir, I, we all appreciate your commitment and, and your service to the country. But And please don't take this the wrong way. I think there's a time when you have to kind of hang it up and, and move on. And, and the past is the past. We can't... We can't change what happened to you. I know it wasn't pretty. I, I know it was ugly war as hell. But if we could just stick with the, the here and the now, sir.
1: Well, look at you. Huh? Look at you sitting there with your Nike sports socks on and your fucking uh, Wrangler jeans and your fucking uh, who knows what kind of shirt a fuck like you wear.
0: Excuse me
1: in your air-conditioned studio. Well, I sat in a hot box in Vietnam at the prisoner of war camp. I was in a metal box three feet by four feet wide. Okay. 32 days in a hot box. Do you know how much weight I lost, citizen? I lost 43 pounds in 32 days when I walked out. It let me correct myself. When I fucking crawled out of that hot box like a slimy garden snail with vagina grease all over it. I looked like a rack of ribs from Tony fucking Roma's, okay? The only thing missing on my fucking ribs was the barbecue sauce and the fucking parsley.
0: Did you say parsley, sir?
1: The motherfucking parsley. Okay, I looked like a fucking walking skeleton right out of Jason and the Argonauts. and I-
0: Sir, p- please, I... I I respect you were in a POW camp and a prisoner of war, but can we just address the issues happening right now in real time?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's an
0: affirmative. Thank you, sir, because we are running out of time here.
1: I understand. Hamas and Israel will never, ever end this conflict, okay? Okay. The divisions between these two countries run so deep and so, so divisive that you'd sooner see a monkey humping the leg of a goddamn rhinoceros. Um,
0: okay. Major, that's, that's your assessment? it is. Okay, so so let me get this straight. (sighs) Hamas, the Palestinians, and the Israelis have about as much chance of having a truce, finding peace, as a monkey humping the leg of a rhinoceros.
1: That is an affirmation. That is correct, sir. We have a go. We have a go.
0: Okay, I think we're gonna go, sir. Uh, This—I don't know if this really worked for us here.
1: Well, look at you with your fancy fucking floss teeth.
0: Okay, can we not go have another flashback here?
1: Well, how about you, you dirty?
0: No, no, no. Hang up, Roger. Hang up. Not gonna. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: I was in a prisoner of war camp, and I ate fucking warthog feces, okay? You preppy little son of a fuck.
0: Hang up on him! God! Roger! This is just... That was about six minutes of the... We didn't learn a thing! I'm almost missing Samuel E. Quark all of a sudden! As the burnt skin flaked off her lightning melted body, she rolled onto the ground and a bunch of hungry hornets started stinging her melted eye socket. Stop it! Stop get them off. Roger, this has been episode 600 and what a blowout. Two goofy guests and I don't oh, I don't feel like we got anything done today. Ay, 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 ay. Let's let's just I gotta shut it down, folks. I'm sorry for the f- nutbags. Um but uh we tried our best. We made it to six hundred. Let's do some announcements. <laughs> Let me clear my head. My god. Okay, let's do some announcements. My goodness. Um Alright, first and foremost, ladies and blurgans uh, I guess my first comedy gig of the new of of the uh, fall season is coming up real quickly. It's uh, it's the end of August. It's, it isn't fall. It's still summer, but it's it's leading into fall. Uh, I'm going to be in Virginia Beach at the Funny Bone August 28th through uh, August 31st, which is a great club down there. Hope all all my peeps who. Uh, All my military peeps who are fans of Down Periscope uh, will show up. Uh, Maybe even Major Tom Dowdy will show up. I don't know. Um, And then from there, uh, we roll into... uh, I'm going to be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. uh, On uh, September 11th through the 14th, I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona at a brand new club called the House of Comedy. Oh, my God going to be opening that club. It's brand new and uh, very exciting stuff. And then as I told you, um, uh, in uh, in September uh, September 19th, I'm going to be uh, in Utah, Odgin, Utah, at Wise Guys. Uh, that'll be the 19th through the uh, 20th. That's a Friday and Saturday show. And then... Comzilla comes to town. Okay, yeah, that's right. The uh, the the Western Canadian tour starts. The Comzilla comedy tour, destroying your city with laughter. Uh, we start on September 23rd. It's a two-week tour, rolling right through uh, Victoria, Vancouver, Saskatoon, Regina, Calgary. Uh, Prince Albert, all over the place. Uh, so make sure you check my uh, my website. The Comzilla Comedy Tour will be September 23rd through to October 4th. Um, it's gonna be at the Comedy Mix in uh, Vancouver on uh, Sunday, September 28th. It's a special show. They're opening. They're opening the club just for just for us to do the Comzilla Comedy Tour. So all kinds of great stuff. Go to my uh, website, harlowilliams.com. Check on the stand-up link. And uh, make sure that you get your tickets ASAP for the Comzilla Comedy Tour. You can can click to the link right through my website and reserve your tickets. Don't be disappointed. And wait, because that's how you don't get a good seat. Or you don't get a seat at all if we sell out. Um, Just warning you. Um, also while you're at harlowwilliams.com please click on my YouTube uh, channel subscription button, you will be the first to get all my crazy videos and there's going to be a lot of them coming out starting in the fall, believe me Um, so you don't want to miss that, it's free it's just free entertainment for you while you're there check out harlowwilliams.com the store where you can buy fun merchandise um, and also check out allthingscomedy.com which is a podcast network where you can uh, also find my podcast lots of other funny comedians on board over there too doing their podcasts nothing like sharing the sharing the comedy around and please make sure to tell your friends to get on the harland highway i think i think they'll enjoy it how can you not enjoy a show with samuel E. quao Major Tom, whatever his name is. Dowdy. Good lord. Surprised anyone's even... Is anyone listening right now? Hello? Knock, knock, knock. Hello? Is anyone even still here? I don't blame you. hey boy. Uh, so that's it for now, gang. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sticking with us. Some of you might be original Pavement Pounders right from episode one. If you are, I give you a special, special thank you. Not that the rest of you aren't great, but, you know, for for those of you that have been with us for 600 episodes, my God, that is, you just deserve like an extra shout out. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for for being here and staying committed and being a fan and and uh, r- riding with us every week. And uh, that means a lot to me. That means a hell of a lot to me. And I really, really appreciate it. And for you, you, those of you that are newer listeners, uh, I certainly appreciate you just as much. And I hope you're with us for 600 more. How's that? Uh, but really, really means a lot from the heart, you guys. Uh, this is so much fun to do and to know you guys are out there getting off on it and enjoying it, and having some laughs. You know, I get letters from you guys. <laughs> Nothing tickles me more when, than when I hear people tell me they're in their cubicle or they're, they're out in public or they're, they're somewhere and they're just laughing and people are staring at them and looking at them and wondering what the hell's going on. And to know that you're listening to something ridiculous on the Harlan Highway is, uh, tickles me pink. So let's keep going. Let's keep doing it. And uh, thanks again, you guys. That's it for today. Until next time,
1: chicken. Xiaomaine, baby. That is affirmative. That is correct, sir. We have a go. We have a go.